I V M. So it's been another great week on IVM where we try to get you the best podcasts that are around. This week on the Pragati Podcast, we have management and mint columnist Kartik Sashidar who joins Bhavan and Hamsani to talk about elections and voting. On Shunya One, we have Samir Pittalwala, founder of Culture Machine, talking about streaming content online and at Creation Through Tech, his journey with setting up Culture Machine. On IVM Likes, we have Abbas Janam and Naveen talking about the meme culture. On the Vishal Gundal Show, Vishal welcomes Vivek Bhargav, CEO of iProspect to communicate, one of the foremost digital advertising companies in the country. On Keeping It Queer, Naveen interacts with queer filmmaker Pradipta Ray, who opens up about what it was like to identify as trans in a culturally affluent household. On Who's Your Mommy, we tackle the weird advice literally everyone gives to new moms. On Cyrus Says, we have Gauri Devi Dayal, an ace entrepreneur responsible for starting several awesome restaurants in Bombay. On Sonology Sonology, a unique agony ant call-in show, Sonu helps his listeners on how to potty train their dogs. It's been a great week on IVM and we hope that you can check out as many of these shows as you can. And now let me get you onto your show. You're listening to TFG Football. Hello and welcome to another episode of TFG Indian Football Podcast. Uh, we are just a few days away. In fact, uh, today is Monday. So uh, we are just three, four days away from uh, the beginning of the Intercontinental Cup. We're building up to it here. Uh, we are all in our respective homes. So please bear with us. This is not a studio quality episode. But we got some super-duper quality uh, inputs coming our way from none other than uh, FNI, uh, the best channel uh, on Twitter uh, when it comes to Indian football. So please welcome FNI. Uh, thanks to you for joining us, man. Thank you, Jiranjit. Okay, so we got uh, we got Kevin also joining us uh, for all the way from Mumbai. And uh, Kevin, just a few days to go for Intercontinental Cup. Does it look like Mumbai is, uh, you know, getting ready uh, and catching on to the football fever? Of course, of course. You know, if you've uh, not even followed Twitter, what I can uh, guarantee is a lot of things are buzz offline. The Yellow Brigade is uh, already gathering people. Yellow Brigade, we obviously know, uh, wasn't just there for Mumbai FC. It was also there for the Indian national team uh, playing in Mumbai. And uh, I, I, I hear they've already contacted their regular members who have been... Uh, following them for a long time offline and uh, that's a quite a good number to have in this short tournament that we'll be coming up with. Uh, so that is from the Yellow Brigade side uh, but yeah, Blue Pilgrim is obviously making a lot of noise and uh, rightly so they've gathered a lot of uh, attention online and uh, we really, uh, know, we've seen them come in numbers for India's games earlier as well. So I think it's just you know, building up well to, to this uh, Nice, lovely tournament coming up. Mm, it's yeah, a, yeah. Go ahead, Yeah, some blue pilgrims uh, people are also coming down from uh, uh, Bangalore as well. So yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's this good. it's this interesting uh, convergence of uh, fan clubs happening uh, online. I've been uh, following yeah. that scene. Uh, Yellow Brigade. Uh, are coming in uh, full force to support, uh, you know, Blue Pilgrims, uh, and like they they formed an alliance here. Um, this this is a bit of a uh, in a surprise because uh, Yellow Brigade seems to be even stronger now that uh, you know Mumbai FC is no longer part of the scene. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> seems to be growing even though the club is no longer there. So it's uh, I don't know. It's it's probably a good thing, but it's a bit weird as well. 
बट यू नो वी आर यू नो विल गेट इन टू द इंटरकॉन्टिनेंटल कप इन अ बेट बट फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल Albert Roka has left uh, Bengaluru FC and uh, he's uh, left them uh, when they are still alive in the AFC Cup and it was an emotional yeah. moment in the BFC uh, awards uh, where uh, you know he couldn't control his emotions uh, about this club what does it mm-hmm. like what what's your assessment of the Roka era i remember you coming to the podcast when he, when he uh, first uh, came in uh, and there yeah. were lots of hopes and uh aspirations and concerns do you think mm. uh he has delivered on those and uh, do you think he has left the club in a better shape than he found it in uh yes i mean like so i uh, i remember coming uh, on this podcast couple of times like uh, i think earlier when roka was appointed and then um during the phase uh, when the team was also struggling in the id uh, in that initial phase so yeah. um at that point of time when the team was struggling there was like a lot of negativity and you know there was like a lot of opinions about how not a great coach he is and probably you know <laughs> the kind of position he is he has held in uh, barcelona is questionable and all kind of opinions coming in uh, but kudos to the bangalore fc management to uh, stick on with them and you know eventually he um, he turned it around and he had a great season i mean isl season so the team was playing splendid football so i think um it's always a case uh, for um, managers who wants to have a different kind of or different style of play uh, that is going to take some time um for the team to adapt to what he wants and uh, that's what we found um in the earlier phase when he came in uh then um you know it kind of settled and uh, the team picked on it uh, picked up on it and worked for them uh but uh, from my perspective i think he has been a great servant for the club um um the the club started playing some great football i mean in the way we want football to be played and uh, all that happens um and i think uh, i mean from whatever i've heard i think he's uh, a great character as well and he has great support from um from the team and the dressing room as well and uh, uh, when um when 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 bangalore city was having a lean patch in um lean patch in terms um in terms of um, uh, the team not performing well i think um some of the senior members backed him and that is why he didn't lose his job is what um, i've heard and mm-hmm. um, so um i the his stint um, was pretty good for the club in terms of uh, you know the philosophy in which uh, um they wanted to play and uh, um all those things but honestly i uh i i'm not so um, you know sad that uh, he left and this this might be kind of uh, weird but uh, um because um it was a it's it kind of unanimous among the BS, bfc fans that it's a great loss and i do agree that it's a great loss but uh, somehow i feel that um uh, the, the team could be a little more you know um 
meaner mm-hmm. uh, which i think uh, under roka uh, probably it was not and uh, uh, and i think that was a major change probably the team had a you know soft core which some of the team uh, kind of exploited it and uh, that was partly probably because of the coaching philosophy and how the man is I, is what i feel i mean this is uh, this is a personal opinion but um, uh, um i think um, uh, a champion team should have a meaner streak in them uh, which probably allows them to you know kind of boss uh, the game and i'm not saying that the team doesn't do that yes of course they do but i think you know some of the teams do understand that chink in bfc and they kind of exploit it like uh, every time uh, bfc plays uh, uh, east bengal fc and when my uh, uh, pabu sen was there he yeah. was, you know exploit this and uh, the, uh, in the end uh, you know it, you can see that bfc is kind of wacky I'm not saying that Chennai FC did the same thing in the ISL uh, final, but I think again over as well. Um, uh, on the whole, uh, Chennai looked like a much more confident and you know much more meaner side. And mm. this, I think, uh, was like missing from BFC during Roca's tenure. And uh, I hope they find uh, find find a coach that is a little more aggressive um i don't have any problems with the way football is played but i think the in the attitude wise and you know uh, i hope you get that say that you know that uh, kind of more slight nature to the <laughs> kind of whole setup should be there which will probably um, allow uh them to go even more forward is what i feel yeah so uh, you know usually when you hear uh, coaches uh, say that uh, they want to spend more time for their family uh, it, it's usually a professional excuse uh, in roka's case though it seems like a genuine thing that he uh, has to do he, he didn't really didn't want to leave uh, bfc uh, but he had to uh, it, does it uh, what what's your take on this kevin <laughs> yeah, that'll be quite quite a statement if I say that's not true. You know, uh, you, know you can uh, be professional just by saying uh, you're giving some personal excuse, yeah. personal reason, yeah. and that can be termed as an excuse. But you never know. You know, it's that bonding. We've seen a good uh, you know, team spirit, uh, not just on the field, off the field. Only when you talk about BFC, there's a lot of uh, close close knit. a family type environment and that's probably the reason why you know umi is also saying that you know, it, it's not as aggressive as we've seen uh, bfc in the past mm-hmm. and just comes along you know the family feeling that uh, when you just when you are bonded so closely so no, uh, but but that family feeling was there under uh, uh, you know westwood as well i would say that's where it started you know uh, sunil chetri used to refer to bengaluru fc as a family all the way back in like early 2015 16 so you know it but yeah but i agree that uh, roka is not as aggressive as westwood and and in some games uh, that made bfc pay but so yeah half agree to your point uh, continue kevin yeah that's fair and uh, it could be uh, 
uh, a time of you know being with away from family that uh, you no know, comes back to just uh, you know at point at one point in time you do understand you know how you have a family uh, back home and uh, when you're spending so much time and he, he did mention one point about the AFC Cup uh, it's a never ending tournament you know that really shows you when even in your off season you're just stuck with the team and then uh, when the other teams are just uh, spending the time away at vacations you're you're, you're uh, preparing for your uh, knockout tournaments your knockout phases or even group stages that you know it comes in between your your personal life and then your professional life gets hampered in some way so i really won't be the one should be commenting whether that was an excuse mm-hmm. but I, i think it was a, a good time for boroka to be in uh, where uh, actually westwood left uh, bfc at and to come in and just stabilize the team and take it forward from there i think he did a commendable job just to you know keep the uh, the the ship on on the surface and you know get it sailing at a quite good speed and you know stability was more important when, mm-hmm. when you have achieved something in a short period it's easily for for anyone to come in and crumble and then we see a chain of reaction happening change of managers but bfc is not gone with them they stuck to the plan and there's a reason they have uh, five trophies in five years for them yeah i mean uh, you can look back uh, and uh, say Roka's legacy at Bengaluru FC in, involves uh, reaching the AFC Cup final, uh, you know, winning Federation Cup, uh, absolutely dominating ISL uh, eight points uh, lead at the top of the table, uh, and uh, winning the inaugural Super Cup. Uh, and and again, uh, the next coach that comes in can't be saying like, hey, I I don't have Asian football to look forward to. Uh, you know, Roka has kept uh, Bengaluru FC alive uh, just like. when he came in uh, you know and started with the uh, AFC cup knockout stage but uh, only who do you think takes over now uh, what's you know we've had uh, an aggressive uh, you know club building under uh, westwood uh, a more stable uh, but uh, you know an approach that delivers under uh, roka what next um so just as i mentioned <laughs> a little um while ago i guess uh, uh, hopefully they'll find someone i'm not sure or uh, please I don't say wenger about uh, whom they going to yeah please uh, don't say wenger really <laughs> 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 not i don't think so but uh, um uh, i hope they do bring in someone um uh, a little more aggressive is what i feel um right now i have no inkling what is exactly happening um uh, but um uh, I, i mean from what i've heard here says that uh, i mean the club is looking for uh, a manager from spain itself is what i've heard um this is i'm not it's not 100% confirmed news but yes um so i think uh, the idea is to continue with the philosophy of uh, what uh, roka has exhibited in bangalore um and uh, bangalore so far and uh, continue with that legacy but uh, yeah so that's the plan i guess mm uh, let's hope uh, we get uh, a news soon uh, we got uh, yeah. afc cup knockouts coming up in august uh, what what's how do you rate bangalore fc's chances right now you know against a uh, Turkmenistan club. So I think uh, just as how Istiklal was, I think most of these Central Asian teams are going to be tough because um, they're pretty good in terms of technicality and also they're like 
quite physical sides in terms of uh, you know uh, the kind of opponents they are going to be hmm. so it'll be something like what uh, what uh, uh, the stiklol match was um it's not going to be a huge gap between these two teams but uh, i think uh, Uh, it's going to be difficult but it's not like it's not going to be um, impossible for bfc so that's what i feel and i hope this time they're be- um, you know better prepared to overcome this challenge is what i feel all right so let's hope for the best for bengaluru fc and uh, other clubs in indian football uh, we are going to head off to a short break and after that uh, we're going to build up towards the intercontinental cup Hi, I'm Amit Verma, the host of the weekly podcast The Scene and the Unseen. In my show, I examine the scene effects and the unintended consequences of public policy and private action. I show how policies meant to help the poor often end up hurting the poor. I show how good intentions can lead to bad outcomes. I've had guests like Jayaprakash Narayan, Shruti Rajgopalan, Alex Tabarrok, Shikha Dalmia and Vivek Kaul on this show. And we've covered subjects from politics, economics, foreign policy to even parenting. Catch the show every Monday on the IVM podcast app or any other podcasting app that you prefer. Or visit seenunseen.in for all the latest updates. Welcome back from the break. Uh, we are just a few days away from the Intercontinental Cup beginning in the Andheri Sports Complex, a Mumbai football arena uh, in Mumbai. And uh, it seems like, uh, you know, for me, it's a deja vu because you just hear at first that uh, some really nice teams are coming. Uh, then you turn, it turns out like most of them are sending their uh, youth set up. so like under mostly uh, less experienced under 23 players um, this this is what used to happen in uh, in a uh, nehru cup and it seems like uh, even after that rebranding and uh, something uh, you know just just promising there will be quality opponents for india to face it just seems like aiff are just doing the same old thing uh, what, what's your take on this sunni uh, is is this is this a bit disappointing that new zealand and kenya are not really sending uh, all their best players out there uh, so at least uh, on paper we have some good names uh, of teams yeah. like uh, these are pretty decent sides um like compared to what we used to probably have in the um dying phase of nehru cup earlier Yeah. So in that terms, this is certainly a little, little upgrade, is what I feel. But again, um, we have seen Constantine saying, you know, how difficult it is to find the opponents who wants to play, and um, despite our ranking being under hundred and all those things, you know, um, he has he has voiced out in a couple of interviews that it's kind of difficult to find these uh, good opponents. um but then again yes uh, so when the list of countries that is participating in the intercontinental cup was announced i was like pretty elated but uh, hmm. after seeing this new zealand squad um i think uh, we are kind of going back to the nehru cup phase itself and one thing i don't understand is like why is uh, probably aif uh, so hellbent on conducting a four nation tournament um instead they can actually go for probably a couple of friendlies that might help us 
um but i i don't know i mean like why they are still insisting or uh, they they won't continue this um format of having a small um you know tournament i think i think uh, this is quite... this is completely about uh, the star sports deal uh, they think uh, uh, a tournament will act, attract more viewers uh, than uh, just a random couple of friendlies uh, but yeah i understand what you're saying yeah right <laughs> But so also uh, one yeah. thing to note is uh, at the start of uh, at the announcement of the, the Intercontinental Cup, it's clearly mentioned that there's an agreement that uh, all these countries will be sending in their first teams. They are clearly remember that was a statement that was put out. Saying, yeah, uh, but how do you define so how do you define first team? Like you uh, you have uh, a lot of under 23 players who have represented uh, the country in like four five matches in the past. Most of which were like uh, friendlies uh, against uh, perceivably weaker teams. Uh, in uh, and uh, you you just send them and you say, hey, we are we're sending players who already played for uh, you know our uh, country's national team. So. There, there's no like there's no set definition for a first team right because even uh, because yeah. just just because like five or six of their best players are not there you can't call it reserves also so <laughs> this it's a it's a very so yeah yeah so it could mean first team mean because it is playing for the first time together that also could be one definition <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but what seriously man uh, kevin i want to uh, get this uh, you know run this by you even though they, these are uh, you know mostly uh, let's say especially kenya and new zealand uh, most of the players will be less less experienced and uh, if if we're talking about asian cup qualifiers or oceania cup or uh, you know uh, world cup qualifiers we can pretty much say that these are not this is not the team that uh, new zealand and kenya will pick uh, to send to those matches so it's it's definitely not their best uh, squads but is it still tough enough for india you know i i look at those players and i don't really see easy ways for india to win it so in that way does it still work out for india as a uh, you know good preparatory friendly since we're building up towards the asian cup you know it it really matters where you know where your team comes together at at the moment i think so having the camp was important if not for one friendly we are getting at least three matches uh, yeah. plus probably one final if we uh, able to get through mm-hmm. uh, at the moment we shouldn't be worrying whether the teams are as strong as we could have expected but it's really not uh, you know not easy for us to get get friendlies against better side because first thing is uh, you know we've not hit the rankings uh, and the best of you know uh, the 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 credibility is not you know we we gradually come up to under under 100 but we we've not kept ourselves here for too long so it's just been a couple of months that we are here but so as long as we are able to you know, gradually hit that uh, a double digit uh, for a longer period of time i think that is when and you no know, competitions is uh, what we need to be uh, looking at friendly mm-hmm. will keep happening uh, but unless we try to get in uh, competitions tournaments and uh, you know get decent results in the tournaments we will not be able to get a better uh, better opponents uh, as of now because this is been go- going on for some time you know nehru cup is also an example uh, the south championship you know he's uh, been there forever but we've not really played against quality opposition too often to better ourselves as 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 a nation uh, as a nation at least in the continental level 
So I think we'll have to just do with it as of now. Uh, the preparation is not the best, but the preparation is coming together. I think that is more important than you know having even better opportunities at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I keep saying this. Uh, when uh, making friendlies and picking opponents, uh, serious country uh, sides, they, they don't look at ranks. They look at, I mean, they take rank into account. But what they uh, take into account even more is the reputation, right? So India, I don't think they have that reputation of beating some of the really uh, competent teams out there. Right, uh, we we haven't uh, we haven't beaten Thailand in such a long time, and Thailand is still a minnow in in uh, world football. So it that that's where we are, you know. We we didn't we couldn't beat uh, Myanmar twice. Uh, one win we got against them, uh, and again Myanmar uh, are they in the Asian Cup? I don't really think so. So it that's where we are. That's why uh, India is still not taken seriously. I don't think that reputation is going to change un- until we. Uh, you know, win a couple of games in Asian Cup, which is a mammoth task. What, what do you think uh, this tournament? Uh, you know, uh, I mean, coming to Unni, does yeah. this does this tournament uh, serve as a, as a proper uh, you know preparation for the Asian Cup? Uh, it, like we we have still decent teams who, who will pose a challenge against India. We have four teams, so that emulates the group stage of an uh, of the Asian Cup. So you know, mm. players can experience that. Uh, that heady, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the structure of a tournament and and just yeah, uh, the format, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the grind of it. So in that way, does it help? Yeah, to an extent, I guess uh, it is definitely going to help. It's not like you know just because they are. So, so the general you know opinion is that okay. Um, that India keeps on playing Nepal and, you know, that is not <laughs> going to help us. I, I still think that playing Nepal itself is going to help because they have, they have always put up a formidable, you know, kind of fight whenever India is taken on. Right now, I think we are a bit high on confidence and probably can, um, you know, defeat them. But still, whenever I've seen we, um, we taking on Nepal, we have, like, kind of uh, struggled and Nepal is up a good fight as well. So any of these matches are going to help and New Zealand um, is a pretty, you know, uh, pretty good pedigree in terms of uh, the football team. And uh, Kenya is also, Kenya has got some like real good players and all those stuff. So I think these teams um, are are pitting against these teams, playing against these teams are going to help anyway. So I'm not 100% sure whether this is going to be the right you know, practice mm. before the Asian Cup, but uh, uh, but it is definitely going to help, and uh, and it's not like you know um, a, a, a situation where like a team is traveling uh, like uh, almost mm. half of the globe and then coming down and playing the next day or something like that. So there's going to be a little more um, settled and. Um, you know, thought out uh, tournament. So that means the teams will be a little more prepared, I guess. So I think they all are going to put up a good challenge against India, and um, uh, it's 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 going to help us, is what I feel. Yeah, let's see how that works out. Yeah. We got uh, two tournaments coming up: uh, the Intercontinental Cup uh, uh, in early June, and uh, uh, in September we have the South Championship. Uh, how is this 
uh, you know, looking in terms of build up towards uh, the Asian Cup because usually we don't see uh, the the league uh, you know, ISL especially uh, stopping for an international break and we have uh, the uh, you know, the Asian Cup happens in January so we we're going to need to see some uh, good friendlies uh, just you know, at least a couple of good matches uh, in the in the lead up yeah. to it in, so it, it it does it seem like there's extra pressure on the uh, national team management that okay you have to start getting your squad settled now you have to uh, whoever you want to look at take a look at them now because uh, in the in the last couple of months leading up to the Asian Cup uh, they're going to be playing club football and since since we we're going to have a, almost a one uh, let's say one month break because of the Asian Cup. Uh, both the leagues will have to stop for that. We, yeah. We're just gonna we're just gonna see them get tired playing twice or thrice a week uh, between uh, October and December. You know, so mm. so do you th- do you think like uh, there's extra pressure on the coach and the management because of that? Uh, is the question to me? Uh, the question is uh, because because uh, you know all the players will be busy playing club football uh, in the lead up to the Asian Cup. Do you think there's extra pressure on the management to, uh, you know, look at the players now? Okay, too so, early. Uh, yeah. I th- yeah, so I feel, I feel uh, it's much better than be in than uh, the tournament being in an off season, I guess, because uh, the players uh, will would have already hit the ground and training, and yeah. they'll be like fit. But there is always um, um, a risk of injuries when the season is going on. So that is part and parcel of the game. Um, uh, uh, and from what I've heard from from the internet and the Twitter is that, uh, you know, uh, we might see some extended breaks for these tournaments. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so if that, is, if that is the case, I think uh, this is going to definitely kind of help us. And... Uh, um, I'm not sure whether this is a popular opinion, but uh, I feel uh, the players are kind of getting a bit more better, you know, kind of uh, training and physical fitness in ISL. Uh, so that means probably um, it is uh, it's going to reflect uh, in in the performance of the national team as well. I mean, if they can keep themselves injury free. Mm, uh, but you know, Kevin, coming to you. Uh, a coach's perspective. Constantine has repeatedly said that uh, one of the biggest problems he faces at the national team camps is that uh, the the players, when they are with their ISL or I-League teams, uh, their fitness is not as up to the mark because, uh, you know, maybe it's, it's because uh, the fitness regime at those clubs is not uh, up there with the national team. Or, you know, one one thing that he talks about again and again is that uh, when they're at the club, they play a very different kind of football than what they have to play at the Asian Cup, and it requires a very different kind of physical fitness. So, you know, we are we are uh, we're gonna have players who are already in the league season, so they will be active. That's a plus. But they will be playing so often, and they will be in that club mode uh, going into the Asian Cup. That's that's gonna be a bit of a that that could be a bit of a problem, right? Yeah, the coaches will always complain when you have a player who plays for his team and another team that uh, the, the routines are not 
suiting his requirement. So that's always going to be there, especially the national team coach. Uh-huh. But I I will disagree on, on the point that uh, it's extra pressure on uh, the players or even the management because I think we are far better than the first season of ISL where there was a tug of war for players. Uh, you know the the pull and push between the national team and uh, and the ISL team who wanted to keep the players and you know not release them to go and play for the national camp. But uh, no, we we reached a stage where you know this is quite sorted, and uh, this is better. Uh, I I think in a time where you already you know playing so much of football and you take a break and then go and play international tournaments, uh, followed by the national camp. That I think that is much better than you know uh, a tug of war for players because it it, it always runs in the mind as well. So whether you give 100% for the country, you also have to give 100% for the club that you play for. But when you have a break, you know, it's really you know easing out for players' parts and even for the coaches. It, it it's a more comfortable time for for the players, uh, and it, it's a proper circle to have. Uh, just following the calendar much better than uh, at least three years back. Mm, okay, so you know we we know what kind of uh, the teams uh, that uh, Kenya and uh, New Zealand are sending. Uh, there's a uh, you know preview of those teams up on the fangaraj.com uh, that you can uh, check out. It's written by uh, Raghu, a pretty in-depth analysis of the squads. Uh, but Chinese Taipei seems to be the odd uh, odd man out in the tournament. It's like you know, uh, we we probably uh, will get a hard time against uh, Kenya and uh, New Zealand. So we just had to bring those guys in so that we can at least uh, Taiwan, you know, Taiwan, Taiwan. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, uh, is that, is that, uh, you know, does it, do they, do they belong in this tournament uh, in terms of the quality of the other teams uh, or uh, are they, just there to uh, entertain us uh, at the beginning of the competition, Kunni? So I think, um, um, I mean, like I, I, I remember Fonsman saying that you know, Chinese Taipei team has improved um, quite, uh, quite a bit uh, of late, and they have the former Guam uh, coach um, uh, at the helm right now. And you know what happened when we played uh, played Guam. So um, let's not uh, take any teams uh, lightly. I guess uh, um, I guess with um, our team and our team, uh, uh, the, the kind of form, um, I I guess they won't be just a, a push over kind of situation. I think they're gonna be. Maybe not as big as a challenge uh, in terms. Um, I mean, like like Kenya or um, or New Zealand, but uh, they will also be pretty decent in terms of an opposition as what I feel. Mm, okay, so uh, on the first of June, uh, India is going to play uh, Chinese Taipei uh, on the opening night. Uh, and then the uh, challenge will get progressively harder as they face uh, the other two teams. Uh, Intercontinental Cup, uh, I think, uh, you know, there are, it's not the perfect tournament, but uh, given that it emulates an Asian Cup group stage, uh, given that uh, it gives uh, the players uh, a chance to experience the tournament, many of them probably haven't experienced it. Uh, you know, some new players were tried out in the South Championship. I'm pretty sure some new players will tri- be tried out in September again. 
but uh, it's it's important for them to uh, you know do this uh, know what it's like just just comparing this uh, only uh, with uh, the build up the long build up that we had in 2011 asian cup 7 uh, or 8 months okay. the team was together uh yeah. you you compare that uh, you know side by side with the kind of preparation we are having now uh, what what does it tell you about how uh, how much how all in iff is in terms of going up to asian cup um my opinion about that um, i mean like taking a select set of players for uh, i mean and giving them or keeping them together um was not that great an idea of course they they, they got a lot of um, exposure and all those kind of things yeah. but uh, uh, what i feel is like that kind of um, you know stopped the chances for other better performing players to come inside the squad and probably i mean um, better performing in terms of form uh, and that stopped um, uh, the chance for a lot of young players who were upcoming and uh, they did not get that chance so i think definitely the 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 the, the plan this time around is much better i mean not like you know taking some 30 players abroad and giving them training um so and uh, as you know it then quite work out well for us actually <laughs> <I think. laughs> so yeah so i think this uh, the 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 plan this time around is better i hope uh, yeah as as usual you know there are problems um, for fans about the kind of players that are being selected i hope some better players who have displayed good form uh will come in and you know um hopefully the coach strengthen mm. the, the side a little more better by adding a little more quality yeah so uh, what, what do you think kevin uh, this is this is a better way to uh, you know go up let the players uh, play for clubs uh, play in different kinds of tournaments uh, and uh, basically uh, have have them have them uh, be exposed to different kinds of uh, you know uh, challenges and keep options open so that you can uh, modify the squad all the way up to the uh, asian cup main tournament rather than just keeping 30 just picking 30 players one year ahead and say okay we're going to travel the world and uh, prepare for an adventure yeah so exposure to is always you know in question whether it helps the preparation for any team uh, but if you just uh, pay attention to how the under 16 team of the national side is doing uh no some some uh, comparison can be drawn against you know the way they have been approaching their their season and their preparation uh, to the AFC championship and uh, the indian team you know the, it's going very similar the, the indian to national team also had a lot of exposure too but here the difference being uh, the under 16 team is playing a lot of tournaments mm. be it for nation be it uh, you know uh, club friendlies mm. but what the difference is uh, when you play participating tournaments any tournament you have something to lose you know when mm. that fear itself you know put something as a learning you know you 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 got uh, even if you don't make it through in the in the friendly it's going to be there for for your ranking for your points so uh, you know playing tournaments uh, adds up to your reputation and adds up to your credibility because you know when you do well against team a maybe other team is also watching okay this was a tournament and there was a competition that uh, the the india team participated and they had you know a good run in the tournament 
but compared to that of friendly uh, when you play a friendly even if you win it it's there for just for for your history it's not yeah. going to be adding you know competition value so that's where i feel the difference is even if you go on exposure to a to playing competition at the end of you know at least a spell of the friendlies is important because your 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 preparedness your preparedness completes at the end of a tournament play mm-hmm. so that is the difference i feel you know uh, even though we we uh, hosted a lot of uh, three nation four nation we've not played a tournament you know this is a made up tournament we are not participating something that is you know legible uh, for a consideration as you know a tournament but this is just you know a friendly converted into a tournament so apart from that i think if you really participate in uh, tournaments like saf and even other competitions elsewhere in the asian level i think that will be more beneficial for the for the team yeah well we got that uh, well saf is I I don't think you, anybody is going to count staff as a preparation for uh, uh, Asian Cup and uh, the SWAF is the blue uh, the southwest asian uh, thing that they tried to do that's in uh, hot water now so that's not going to happen anytime soon so intercontinental cup is what we're stuck with that's the tournament uh, maybe we don't need but we deserve it uh, but so it only do you think uh, at the end india is going to emerge victorious in this uh, tournament so to speak um um in the intercontinental cup um, yeah i mean it's a difficult call um both uh, new zealand um, and kenya won't be that easy i think chinese taipei will also not be push over um let's hope that um, our team for a good uh, good performance and you know and come out victorious but uh, i don't think i'll stick my neck out and <laughs> say that we're going to be champions okay uh, so we'll give the last word to unni here thanks everybody for joining uh, thanks uh, unni at the rate uh, fni on twitter uh, kevin uh, who's uh, at the rate boza underscore kevin on twitter and of course me uh, at the rate chiranjit oja on twitter uh, so uh, please uh, follow us and uh, follow uh, at the rate tfg football for all your updates uh, on indian football uh, and uh, please download the uh, ivm podcast app where you can get this podcast and uh, dozens of other indian podcasts the top rated indian podcasts uh, all in one place uh, and you can also listen to this uh, and all other ivm podcast programs on uh, stitcher itunes uh, soundcloud and different other uh, podcasting platforms that you prefer if you're listening to this on youtube please uh, like share subscribe and we will continue our journey uh, exploring the intercontinental cup and building up towards the asian cup uh, in our next episode so thanks a lot there she stands a podcast addict outside the bank having traveled several miles to get in with other poor souls like her the journey though daunting for this youngling will have some comfort because she has downloaded her favorite podcast you can see more of her species on ivmpodcasts.com your one stop destination where you can check out the coolest indian podcasts happy listening